lesson here. Don't meet your heroes. Don't idolize your heroes. Don't even think about your heroes. Don't build up the meeting with your hero if you ever get the chance to meet them. We went on a tangent in one of these where we talked about meeting our beloved betrothed and just even regular celebrities. I think this is how it goes. Building up meeting anybody, playing it in your head. Oh, absolutely. It's only going to go poorly. I mean, it's not even poorly can be. It just didn't go as astronomical as you built it in your head, you know, because you build this fucking like, yeah, you, you know, maybe we'll we'll end up talking, you know, me and um, uh, Eddie Van Halen will end up talking a little bit and, and, you know, we'll connect on guitars, obviously. And then I don't know, he might just be like, you want to hear this new thing I'm working on? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, he'll have an extra guitar there. Maybe I'll pick it up and do a little. It's all fucking bullshit. He was fucking Valerie Bertronelli and, and models and, you know, doing all this stuff. I would be nothing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So when you when you were writing Noel, building this meeting up in his head, which I think at this this chapter was completely different. One point too is like him and Name were on trains jumping around. Oh and yeah, that, yeah. That guy acts, and we're like, this is better. He's just on a little little. We call it an MTV. I don't think we ever define what an MTV means. A mobile transportation vehicle. Yeah, music well, television. There you go. <laughs> Every time I see it, though, I go. Kurt Loader? Yeah. As the back of the MTV is the Kurt Loader. Back away from the back of this car. <laughs> I am stapled to this chair. Breaking news today. Hi. Kurt Cobain is dead and you're following too closely to this vehicle. And for the 1% of people who realize who Kurt Loader is, that'll be great for them. So but moving, moving along, getting somewhere. We don't know where, but Noel knows he's about to meet his hero. His his Chuck Norris. Right. Well, this is basically, I mean, no matter how, so we were talking earlier about like having no uh, desire to have heroes or, you know, being jaded by it and all this stuff. And not in the sense of like over that, just in the sense of. It's always going to be disappointing. It's always, they're people, they're just people doing their things and you, you end up being like, oh my God, it's you. And they're like, yeah, I'm, uh, it's just me, you know. Uh, I mean, and as much as I say it, like writing that Calabrese kind of build up it's based on, I mean, even recently I was doing that in my head with people that I was about to meet, like mm -hmm. for a brief moment, there was a chance that I was going to go to Necker Island to talk to Richard Branson. <laughs> and you kind of <laughs> like know what, I, where I'm, what I'm talking about here, but like right. there was a, a split brief moment that I was going to be able to go. And in that shaft of daylight, I was like, yeah, I mean, go to Necker Island. Yeah, you know, film with them. And, you know, it's hard to get flights out of there. I'll probably have to stay the night. And it's a small island, you know, and I'll probably run into Richard Branson by the pool. And he's a really conversational guy. We'll probably have a drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we both like the Sex Pistols. We'll probably talk about that. And I just find going down this thing mm -hmm. uh, for a night, basically, is what I was, I was, you know, this is rolling around in my head. <laughs> and then... The next morning, it's like, uh, it's going to be over Zoom, Aaron. Yeah. I was like, mm -hmm. And then I meet him and t just a normal billionaire guy. Yeah. But Did he ever say, I'm sorry you're not here to hang out? Yeah, he actually yeah. said that uh, the cabana felt empty without me. <laughs> and the woman that they had brought to the island to just be my topless windsurfing partner, was she was crying the entire night. Um, well, it was like that, too, with... Uh, I worked with so I loved the Frighteners as a kid, and I'm trying to, oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, not him, 
No. No. Ah. Yeah. Uh, love the Frighteners. Love Shasta like, McNasty. Love Shasta McNasty. Loved uh, uh, Tom Cats. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, it's weird when you've seen all of Jake Busey's work kind of on accident. You're like, oh, he's in this. Oh, yeah. He, he oh. popped into this. Oh, yeah, he's a, there he is, an yeah. evil dude in this. Yeah. And it sounds like a name dropping thing, which it absolutely is, but it's the worst kind of name dropping. It was me being a kid at, you know, when I was a kid and saw Frighteners, like, eh, this guy fucking funny and awesome. And then as I got to the point where I could start making stuff, I'm like, wouldn't it be fun to have like Jake Busey in something? And then actually working with him and meeting, you expect to meet the guy from the Frighteners or like Gary Busey Jr. Sure. You know, and he ends up just being a guy, right. uh, Albeit a guy who uh, uh, I don't think respected me. <laughs> and this was another one of those instances where an interaction with me changed someone's career, uh, career trajectory for the better. Uh, after the, the, the shame he felt of me directing him on the show, he ended up doing, you know. Uh, he was on Stranger Things. He was on Stranger Things. Yeah. And the... I just think I'm this, I am the low point of most people's life. You're the conduit. Yeah. But on the, the low swing that gets them back up around. I should be a, uh, a motivational coach, but the one they bring in, like, don't end up like this. <laughs> Here's your inspiration. Scared, stupid or scared straight ish. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not them going to a prison. It's bringing me in going like, Hey, I'm your director for today. And they go, get my agent on the phone. I'll do Netflix. Yeah, I'll do. That's fine. I'll do Dancing with the Stars. Fuck it. The, what I'm getting at is another instance of one, building something up in your head and being disappointed, not be, necessarily because the person's disappointing, but because they, there's no way they'll be able to live up to that fantasy you built in your head. Yeah. And two, I am uh, people's low points in their life. And they that's when they change their career around for the better. <laughs> the part you you hit on this chapter, I don't know if you meant to do this, but that feeling of, oh, my God, I'm finally at the big kid table. And then you get sent to the little kid table, right. literally. And so when they lock Noel in a room to meet Raphael's daughter, Etta, which was a name we Etta was in the book from the very beginning. Yeah. But she wasn't Etta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was someone else. It was Etta and Raphael came in later, but then we ended up taking like this piece and this piece and moving around. Like, oh, that just makes sense that he would bring it. What a egotistical, you know, of course, we're doing my daughter to a war zone. We were just watching Air Force One. Right. I was just thinking that. <laughs> and the daughter going, Father, I'm ready to go to a refugee camp. You're not ready, Dad. You're only 12 years old. I'm in, in olden days, I'd be giving birth. And he's like, that's called progress. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what, what 40, 50 year old person was writing this? Like, yeah, I think the 12 year old want to see some, uh, Afghan refugees. Yeah. You know? And in a weird twist of fate, she gets her wish, but even like, Oh, you want to see murder and death? Yeah. It's immediately a guy getting a woman getting shot in the head. Like that's her introduction to it. The, the only line they didn't, they missed out on was when they're hanging from the zip line going, Father, I don't want to go to the refugee camp anymore, and I don't think my body is ready for children. Yeah. And, well, he, goes, and he goes, what? Maybe you're right. Maybe 12 is too young. And he's like, told you. And they're just like getting dragged behind that C-47, you know, like, <laughs> like some bullshit. They also, Harrison Ford is the last person you want landing a plane. Like as, as soon as he gets behind the controls, that 747. We immediately started watching footage of him trying to land in Orange County. He's going, oh, it's a turbulence. They're just like. 
Mr. President, you're in control now. He's like, just find me a taxiway yeah. to land on. I'm sure I can set this down. I'll, I'll talk it out with the FAA. Is there any golf course I can get this 747 on? <laughs> um, but to digress, yes, the, yeah. the bring your uh, child to work day in a war zone, mm-hmm. it's real. I mean, that happens. Yeah. You know? I think also the I will make up for bad parenting by doing things mm-hmm. when – None of this was probably considered. It was, I have not seen my daughter in so long. Well, I'm doing this. Hey, wouldn't a vacation be nice? Like you, that's the kind of guy who goes, I'm so smart. I just think it on my feet. Vacation in a war zone. Yeah. I'm doing this. I mean, he doesn't care. He's so pampered and protected. He's in his bubble and brings his daughter. Who's in a way, probably one of the most grounded people. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhat a little bit, obviously rich and, beyond anything will ever be but at least in some way like talks to Noel like an adult which most people don't well the, and she's based off of a, a real life person yeah you know which we won't you know i i won't say name, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, it was it was mind-blowing to meet someone who i remember talking to me and like hi nice to meet you and they're like please don't talk to me that way and i was like oh wow that's interesting you've had okay. to grow a lot in a short amount of time you fighting for yourself but in a, a weird bubble but then also just coming out pretty normal mm-hmm. so it's like I, I guess whatever normal is I yeah whatever you're i mean isn't evil uh good head on their shoulders uh somewhat aware of their self, privilege self-aware yeah. yeah i mean it's the most you could ask for in a kid you know uh despite yeah. the circumstances because parenting is a fucking shit show crapshoot and yeah. the parents with the best intentions end up raising serial killers and the ones who completely abandon them either raise serial killers also or a great kid who yeah. knows what the formula the, is but the, probably the easier i got probably jokey if we wanted to go super uh referential or whatever and like just make it like a jaden smith type of just the child was raised with tweet your minds son and it's like well you're gonna be laughed at but i guess that's one way to learn i don't know like i couldn't do that to my kids if some will ever come out of me, but right. yeah. it's the best you could hope for. It's the kind of kid I would hope to have that. I don't know if I have the ability to, to steer in that kind of direction, but I, I've seen it on both sides where there's the, you know, the 12 year old that talks like a 30 year old. And then there's the 15 year old who still talks like a baby. Mm-hmm. I've been in those situations where I, Oh, Oh, nice to meet you. Like, hello, good to see you. You're like, what, how Where the fuck were you, you were like this i was in thailand and uh <laughs> no this is, this is like family a family sort of stuff yeah yeah just no, like, I know. like you know distant cousins but so far removed where i'm a bit on the older side of the cousins and some of the family had kids later that they're just much younger but there was a huge generation gap there where i went to swap meets and was beat with a belt and then these kids were given anime and all the fruit loops they could want that's that's a mind beating is what they got. Yeah. There was a, a part of me that was worried at first when we were writing this character that there's there's always the fear of being like the mid 30s white guy being like, I'm writing a kid, a girl oh, kid. And yeah. this is how, you know, they were talking. About, I that was always top of mind as as kind of a worry. But I think it ended up being OK, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but I mean, enough. It was important to have you know, obviously like women read this and, and go over and be like, is this, does this ring true? And so far I think it does. I mean, that's not our, our 
our uh, judgment or our uh, place to say necessarily, even though we wrote it, but it's how yeah. people interpret it. So either they'll be like, yeah, this seems like uh, a couple of bearded idiots. Yeah. This didn't come from the mind of Luke Besson or something like that. Right. Of, uh, we must put in child to put in child. It was, there is a, a very intentional story beat that, um, very much came from a nightmare of mine. That was one of the things that I remember talking to you early on about. I was like, I just want this scene in there, but it has to be earned and you have to get there. It can't just be a thing that happens. Well, and there's thematic ways to get there that by this point in the book, and especially by the point that we're, that we'll get at that you're talking about, it should, if you think about it, there's a heavy thematic thing with children and the child's mind that you, Hopefully, by the point in the end of this book, that has been earned where you understand, okay, uh, I, I see where they were going at. Um, a big theme up until now has been parental neglect and uh, sort of problems with family and dad issues and not really a lot of mom issues. Oh, there's if, tons of mom I mean, issues. What are you talking about? I mean, we have them, yes. Would you like to suckle? That's. <laughs> did we forget about... <laughs> Yeah, there, there's there's the spectrum of of issues in this that, uh, yeah. yeah, once again, that was one of those things that like, I think just kind of naturally came up as we were writing it. We we're like, we do have a lot of parental issues that have influenced us. And I think a lot of people do. I, It would be weird if they didn't, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they would read a book like this and not connect with it at all because they well, because they would be they'd call their dad and go, hey, dad. And he goes, hey, what's up? And they go, I just want to talk. And they go, yeah, that's cool. Instead of it being the, what do you want? What is this? Is it your birthday? What I miss? Right. Someone not? Yeah, someone's, not, someone's trying to get in. They're going to the other side. Really? No, they're not. Oh, hi there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what's up? Hey, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know. Let me double check. 31st, right? Why? Well, it's the 30th. Yeah, we booked it to the 31st. That's what I thought it said. If you only booked it through the 30th. I didn't. I could have sworn it said the 31st. Check out. August 31st. 11. Exactly. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know. This is the second time that someone has come in and been like, oh, you're not checking out? Or I need to replace the air conditioning unit or whatever they're doing. There's something weird going on here. We need to message that lady. We're fine. We're fine. As long as no one else comes in to try and steal something or whatever they're doing, casing the place. <laughs> I was like, dude, who were those people? They might be the owners. I don't know. I don't know either. There's just double book. I mean, like if they want to sleep in the room, that's fine. We're not using it. We're yeah. just going to record. So, and if they want to take a stab at some of these <laughs> these log uh, casts, fine. I really like the character Newell, Newell and Ita. <laughs> All right, Adam met the criteria for the four letter name. Yes, so that was good. Yeah. Um, the Noel meeting at a scene is that feeling of it, I'm so special for being here, but then refusing to acknowledge the reason why you're there right? or that feeling of I'm not in the room. I'm not in the, I'm not at the big kids table. What's happening. And then just kind of trying not to feel down on yourself. I hope that people like at a, um, a lot 
and can maybe, I don't know, relate to her in some way if, if they had that kind of, uh, everyone, everyone thinks that they were a precocious kid, you know, but really, I guess not a lot are, but yeah. Were you forced to grow up faster than you think you were supposed to? Well, I mean, like, like Etta, I mean, I would just kind of go in, in my room and read, I'd go into the room and read like anything encyclopedias or, um, which is funny because all the encyclopedias we had were from the seventies. So I'd be like, Richard Nixon's resigning. What the fuck is this about? But, <laughs> Ongoing. Uh, I mean, there was no other way, like there was no Wikipedia or way to instantly look up things. You had to either rely on someone's knowledge, which was n- not right ever right uh because it was something their parents told them and it's already out of date and a game of telephone and wrong yeah so you either relied on that kind of information or uh, uh encyclopedias and so i would i'd sit in my room i'd read books and i'd read encyclopedias and just imagine being somewhere else you know and traveling on and and then as you are reading stuff like that you also feel like you're older than you are because you've you say you could you've lived some lives once you've read all this stuff you know who john grisham is you know who uh james patterson is and mary higgins clark and uh i like this james dean fellow i think i'll watch some of his more recent films yeah that's a funny thing too where when uh you're a kid and you're watching old stuff like you you don't realize that that either that person's dead or that they're not you know it Harrison Ford is not 35 years old. He's, you know, (laughs) well, yeah, you're watching like stand by me or something. You're like river Phoenix. That's a cool name. And your mom or anyone goes, Hey, died outside the Viper room or whatever. He's been dead 10 years. (laughs) Oh, 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 wait, I found about river Phoenix from, it was like a Natalie merchant song or something. I was like, what is this song about? My mom was like, eh, it's River Phoenix. Or, eh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Drug addict. Yeah. He's got a brother, Joaquin. He's got a sick hair lip. Your mom sounds a lot like Harrison Patrick Ford. Warburton. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was dead. Uh, your brother. Hey, Odin on some cocaine with Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> the more we're talking, the deeper my voice goes because I'm just, it's, it's going away. Yeah, we've been talking for four days straight yeah pretty i'm gonna have a joker voice soon doing a tom waits just yeah i love how people listen to tom waits and go isn't it just so good and i go i appreciate tom waits but i can't listen to to this i feel like i should be on a ship out on the coast of ireland (laughs) going like i can never go back home you know like (laughs) anyway yeah so it's uh celebrity encounters Celebrity encounters were moving ahead with why Raphael's actually there as every celebrity would be in a war zone to hold, hold a protest about something. Well, that was based on, uh, the, there's a line in there about, uh, we're at a, uh, it's, it's talking about, uh, celebrity. Well, I, I'm not, I can't remember if it's in this chapter or put it in the next, uh, log, but it was the next one. Uh, but anyway, the idea of when celebrities champion causes and it's it's really for stroking themselves. You know, there's yeah. I, I I know that a lot of money has been raised for all sorts of, you know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio goes around and that self-importance that uh, this problem can't possibly be solved without my help. Right. And we will solve that problem by raising money because money fixes everything. Fundraisers. <laughs> yeah. And that. I, I think the, the jaded part in us, don't let me speak for you, but see it all too often, which is 
we raise money, but like Mary Poppins, they just fly away uh-huh. and they go, but the mess, the mess is still here. And they go, you're welcome. Goodbye. Like, but still goodbye. I'm off on the private jet. As you see, just, you know, gas, just right. <laughs> jet fuel, just spewing out <laughs> and littering the crops of wherever they were just at. <laughs> it, it, it was uh, the, um, the thing I always thought was funny, the, uh, Al Gore talking about climate change while driving around, flying everyone a private jet, which is the least economic way to do it. But it's like, well, I have to get to Branson to talk about the hurricane. Yeah. It's a terrible. Al Gore. I was with you on it. Hold on. Al. I'm, I'm just going to end up doing the South Park. Voice. Yeah. You, it, it's another low voice. It's yeah. Climate, climate change, climate change. And that's a little Arkansas climate change. You have to address the, I was going to start dipping into Brokaw. Man, man, Bell. Tom Brokaw. Blah, 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 blah. That guy jumps in front of the bullet to save the president after complaining inside the room of like, I'm afraid it's going to be Air Force One. And you're like, what a brave sacrifice. Ten minutes later, they're strapping him to a rope with a bullet uh, yeah, yeah. the size of a grapefruit. I got this. Yeah. I can hack. <laughs> yeah. That movie's a fucking mess. And then, for whatever reason, nothing against the guy, William H. Macy makes it to the end. Completely wasted the whole movie. Just, I think, has about four lines. And then is just killed by the psychotic Secret Service agent. Was just because you needed one last bad guy. That was not a banner year for William H. Macy because basically at the same time, I think he's shooting Boogie Nights, right? right? So during the daytime, he's Air Force One, you know, sitting in a conference room, not saying jack shit. And then he goes and is a a cuck uh, in whatever. Puts on the mustache. Yeah, puts on the mustache, the wig. Yeah, being directed by a 22-year-old up and coming. He's probably like, what is this movie? He's like, you know, I did Fargo. Yeah, 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 uh sit down. You're... So your wife is surrounded by 15 guys and then you go, you walk down the hall and you blow your brains out. It's like job's a job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I could see a world where it overlapped between on, you know, one day in the same day, he gets shot as he's trying to get out in the final two minutes of a movie that he's lasted this entire time through. He gets shot trying to leave Air Force One and then he gets in his Volvo and drives across town (laughs) to the set of Boogie Nights and blows his brains out. <laughs> like At some point, it all just starts meshing together. And he goes, goodbye, Mr. President. And like, wrong movie. No. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then all while this is happening, his wife is planning on how to get their kids through college. So, <laughs> sorry, I just had to, get, <laughs> I had to wow. dig into that. Man. I'm bitter this morning. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, it's. Maybe someone will come in the front door and interrupt this, this log again. As I've learned with any production, it's never perfect. Something always goes wrong. A light falls, someone walks through, nothing is perfect. It's just, how will you choose to roll with the punches? How will you choose to roll with abandoned father issue, fatherman issues? And I mean, poorly from what I can tell. Basically, yeah. It, you end up just writing a book. Yeah. Not many books, a book. And then you go out into the woods and you write the greatest love song ever uh, sent to Congress. <laughs> what? In the, oh, what? Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. I so, get it. Yeah, yeah. Was, hmm. Get ready for the fireworks. Fireworks are coming. 
or the book just stays at this pace the whole time. Yeah, this is the one where this is actually the next 10 chapters, 10 logs are, um, are null and at a, just at a pond, uh, talking about how you should slow down and just live your life. Well, the ice is melting. And if you donate to, she keeps saying a URL over and over. It's, and she even says the HTTP part colon slash slash like that's odd or HTTPS. That way, you know, it's secure. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that makes sense in the edit. All right. Uh, there's gotta be something, something better. Out. None of these outs are going to be good. No, I'm, it's just going to slant. There's always going to just be a hard cut yeah. and just, pff, it's always going to be a joke. It's just, you know, and log like whatever, something. Cause this thing has to be saved in the edit. Oh, absolutely. This there's, is my star Wars. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no redeeming performance from either one of us that will carry this over to the, fi- the finish line. I, I mean, like we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I, I do like stay awake thinking about this where I go, Oh, I haven't done anything in a long time. I haven't been on camera or done. And, and what people get is a, a mind dump of the last right. three years of where my brain's bit been. And inevitably the thought always goes to, I liked him when he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> this well, is sad. Yeah. I was like, like, no, I, I've always been a, uh, kind of bumbling idiot, introspective person mm-hmm. that just, I wasn't in charge of the editing. So that's call myself introspective. I look inward. I want to be better. I think that is not a humble, that's not a brag, right? To call yourself introspective where you just, I think it, it's technically not, but it ends up being, yeah, like, I don't you know, mean I, it that I'm introspective. I mean, like, uh, I, I overanalyze things inside my own head and yeah. try to see where they're coming from because if you don't deal with them in a healthy way, it comes on the form of a book yeah, that, you're, right. <laughs> that you're hoping will help a charity or two and just rook two rambling screed rook two mortgages due. Rook two, contractually obligated. Rook two, why did I lease this car? Rook two, live from prison. <laughs> Rook two, not written by the original authors. Rook two, cease and desist. Rooks, we should have just left it at one. Rook two, aftershocks. You know what I found out this morning? What? There is more than one Scanners movie. What? Where do you... The first movie, the concept was done in the first third of it. Mm-hmm. How is there a second movie? Like, where do you go from there? There's not a second. There's a second and a third, and I think a spinoff movie. Is Michael Irons? Oh, no, he can't no, be. No, no, no yeah. one. No one is in it. No one. There was no one in it originally. <laughs> Except for Michael Ironside, who got paid $5,000 Canadian to be in it. Yeah. He was originally cast as, like, an extra. Like, hey, can you say these lines? And he ended up being, the, like, basically the star. I mean, for as much as he yeah. was in it, that makes sense. Yeah. No one was happy with that movie the more I looked into it. It ended up being a tax write-off. Really? Yeah. They, that's what they they rushed it. They were writing it as they were filming. Yeah, it. That's what it seems like. Like every yeah. every scene, there's no you don't know why they're there, what they're looking for, and then in the end, I have no idea why he is calling into a computer from a payphone to I guess to mind meld with it and try and blow it up. He shoots a lot of people off of platforms. That's all I know. Yeah. And everyone's got a fucking shotgun. Yeah. Everyone's got a shotgun. And then, but if you, if you happen to catch the person with the shotgun in that moment, they're about to shoot and you're a scanner, then they're not going to be able to shoot you and you're going to make them 
piss their pants and whatever else they do when you scan them. There wasn't a lot of growth in that. I, I don't want to belittle scanners. I mean, it's done more than I've ever accomplished. No, so. I think we should devote an entire log to belittling scanners. Well, all I know is there's a second fortress. kind of want to just watch that one before seeing the first one and then go through the scanner trilogy, possibly quadrilogy. I'm not sure. There's like, it's like, Even, yeah. it's like scanner, a detective story, but I think it's still related. It's weird. Shit, I got a meeting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs>